Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It is six minutes after two. Wow, 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 wow. You want some nationalism? You want to forget all your troubles in this world? All you need to do is turn up to Mount Smart Stadium and watch the Warriors. 40 points to 10, arguably the best Warriors performance I think I might have ever seen since this club started back in 1995. I go back to a performance against the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs in 2002 when we ended up eventually making the grand final. But I can't remember a more complete performance against a team who came into this, arguably the form team in the RL in the Knights. We have booked a spot. We're going to take on the Brisbane Broncos, win that, and we will be in our third NRL grand final. 0800 150 is the number. I want you Warriors fans to get on the phone, tell me how you're feeling, the sense of emotion, how nervous you were prior to this game starting. Did you believe? I did a piece of media for a colleague of mine about 10 days ago and I felt that the Warriors weren't going to win in Penrith but I felt that they would win this game not sure why I didn't expect them to win to the degree that they won they absolutely blew this team off the park and they take this incredible momentum now to Brisbane and I think they do have genuinely a chance of beating the Broncos and the Broncos, I think all the pressure now falls on them. The benefit of maybe having a week off, or is it, in fact, detrimental to have a week off? Because you lose that momentum. But what do they have to do to beat the Broncos now? How do they beat the Broncos? 0800 uh, Look, we, we thought long and hard about who to get on the programme this afternoon, and I just wanted to go to people who are passionate about it people who have just created something around this Warriors team. And Will Evans is a podcaster focused on the Warriors. He joins us now on the program. G'day, Will. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. How's the emotions? How's the adrenaline? You're going to be exhausted in the middle of the week coming off the back, coming down off that high? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's quite surreal, isn't it? I've uh, just got back down home to Canterbury um, after being in Auckland last night. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just still crazy. Still can't believe what we all got to experience yesterday at Mount Smart. It's, uh, it's phenomenal, you know. Find yourself just choking back tears still, which is crazy to think. It's just a game of football, but you know that's what what they're able to produce yesterday. Um, incredible that they could produce a performance that matched that atmosphere and you know and that occasion as well. It's uh, just that sort of treble is quite unprecedented, and things don't often come together like that in sport, and certainly not for the Warriors. So yeah, I mean for me, right up there with the greatest day in the club's history. 
Yeah, I, I want to talk about the atmosphere. I've always been very critical of throughout New Zealand crowds and then it was only a few years ago that the Kiwis and started playing Tonga on a regular basis or the Tongan league team started playing international sides on a regular basis at Mount Smart Stadium and we saw the Tongans bring a level of tribalism um, animation and noise like you would get with an English Premier side but New Zealanders by default I think have always put up this little bit of a barrier that is not the case now uh, the singing, uh, the emotion it, it, it's without doubt the best entertainment product in town it's only really something though that really has developed this year has what's what's led to a shift in the way way Warriors fans are now um, engaging with this team uh, I think it's just you know what the what the club's been able to do and what the team's been able to do on the field this year it's um, it's bringing it out of us bringing us out bringing it out of the fans I've been there for some some pretty special games the double header and in 2018, I haven't been actually to Mount Smart since round one 2019, um, which was a pretty special occasion as, as well, um, the day after the terror attacks down here and, and a big crowd there. Um, but obviously people that have been there a lot this year could speak to it better than I about the, the atmosphere at games this year. And I'm sure there's been um, elements of, of what we saw yesterday all through the year. You know, just even seeing it on TV has been incredible all year, but... Yesterday surely was another level. Uh, the singing was yeah, just incredible, something I've, I've never experienced at a sporting event here or Australia. And uh, yeah, just head still spinning. It was just mm. unbelievable. I mean, everything from here, I think, is a bonus just about for, for the Warriors campaign. But yeah, what, what we got to experience yesterday was um, just something we'll never forget. Yeah, it's interesting. I think if we had a narrowly won this game, I think you could just sort of sit there and go, look, it's been a great season, but, you know, a little bit like the Penrith game last week, we don't really probably have a hope having to travel and come up against the forward pack that the Broncos have. But I think the fact that we put 40 points on arguably the form team in the competition, can we genuinely go there now with genuine belief? I mean, how much more concerned are the Broncos now than perhaps they were, say, 48 hours ago? I think they'll definitely be looking over their shoulders a bit more now. I mean, realistically, the Warriors haven't put together anything uh, close to a complete performance since that game against the Sharks, which was almost two months ago now. Um, to come out of you know a bit of a, a, a flat uh, finish to the regular season, though, though they were still winning um, all those games, and then you know the loss at Penrith, obviously then to produce what they did yesterday. Um, it's an incredible launching pad to go to Brisbane as an underdog with no pressure on them. All that pressure falls on the Broncos, who don't have a lot of finals experience compared to the likes of Penrith and Melbourne. Obviously, neither do the Warriors, but it's uh, yeah, it certainly has elements of uh, when we went to Melbourne in, in 2011 as rank outsiders in a prelim um, and, and ambush them. And you can just feel something like that could potentially happen. I know it's a different team, this Broncos team, a lot of firepower. Uh, if things don't go right from the start, it's it's, uh, it's a long way back if we give it up, up a couple of tries. But, yeah, you know, that sort of performance, again, uh, replicated, I think uh, it will definitely test the Broncos. Well, Evans is my guest on the program. He is a podcaster for the Warriors, and we thought we'd go to the most passionate people rather than maybe 
going to former players and stuff. Uh, Will, you said you're from Canterbury, you're from Christchurch. Down there it tends to be all about Canterbury rugby, it tends to be all about the Crusaders as well. There tends to always be a little bit of an anti-Auckland sentiment. So how does someone from Christchurch become so heavily attached to a team based in Auckland? Uh, well, I'm not a, a Cantabrian per se, uh, mate. I, I grew up in Northland and uh, Queenstown, but just always been a, a passionate league fan since uh, since that Winfield Cup explosion of the, the early 90s as a, as a kid. And um, yeah, just never let it go. Um, spent a fair bit of time in Brisbane and uh, followed the, the Warriors passionately then. I was there when uh, we we uh, made the grand final in 2011 living in Brisbane. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there is a, a bit of a, a reputation down here of being a rugby-centric area, but it's uh, there's still a lot of passionate league fans, a lot of people that, you know, contact uh, me through the, the, the podcast that, that absolutely love the Warriors and, um, you know, getting around town, the people are talking more about the the Warriors than, than the All Blacks at the moment, certainly in the circles that I'm in. So uh, I think they've gripped the entire nation and it's mm. just unbelievable to see. It's, um, yeah, like nothing I've ever seen in, in rugby league. Yeah, and I don't think anybody here in Auckland sees this as an Auckland team. I do th- see this as a team that represents New Zealand without actually being a New Zealand team. Um, also, that's interesting that yeah, down there in Canterbury too, there is that you know interest in it, and that there were people clearly locked in last night at five past six, hoping, fingers crossed, that they were going to get the job done. Yeah, well, I think I, uh, just just uh, just by looking around the plane on the on the way back this morning, nine o'clock flight, uh, the amount of Warriors kit um, that was that was on the flight, um, yeah, there's certainly plenty of people that that made the trip up. That's for sure. Hey, look, lovely to have you on the program and uh, again, well done in terms of spreading the love and congratulations to you as one of these long-suffering Warriors fans in the season that you've had so far and the joy that you got out of yesterday's game. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on and, uh, yeah, keep enjoying What's, what's the, the name of the podcast? Uh, this Warriors Life, so you can yeah, find us at thiswarriorslife.com or just uh, search for us on Spotify or any of the other platforms. Brilliant. Lovely to have you on the program. Thank you.